0: Good evening, brothers and sisters. Please do be seated. Uh, If you've been uh, following our announcements, or if you looked in the bulletin and you looked at the center page, you would have seen that we are meant to be doing uh, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 1 today. We're supposed to be starting our new series on the book of Ecclesiastes, but you also might have noticed that uh, the Old Testament reading was changed, uh, and that's because uh, we're going to postpone our Ecclesiastes series uh, by a week. because of uh, the things that happened last Sunday uh, in uh, in Sri Lanka uh, so I thought it'd be good for us to spend uh, some time uh, to reflect on that in light of scripture uh, and to be looking to see what is God saying in the scriptures about that uh, and uh, and about us uh, and so uh, we the what you see in the sermon outline there we will do it again you'll see it again next week lah. Uh, 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 and we will, we will hold off for a week from, from that series Uh, So can I ask you to uh, uh, pray with me uh, as we come to uh, uh, look at God's word together uh, and think together about these matters. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you that we can gather together uh, as your people around your word this evening. and We ask that you help us as we do. Uh, We know that you have been speaking to us uh, by your spirit through your word uh, as it has been read and sung. Uh, And we pray now that uh, as we come to uh, think together uh, about uh, the things that have happened uh, in light of of your word, we pray that uh, you would speak to us uh, by your spirit through that word. Uh, We pray that you help us to see uh, Jesus clearly, uh, to be ever grateful for what he has done for us, uh, and to know uh, how we should respond uh, in light of him. Uh, So please, uh, please work in us. Uh, We pray your spirit would enable me to teach your word uh, clearly and faithfully in his power. Uh, And we pray that your spirit will work in each one of our hearts uh, and uh, and give us that right response. We pray these things, oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. As we were celebrating the resurrection of our Lord last Sunday, uh, we all know that many of our fellow believers as well as a number of other people, were killed by suicide bombers in Sri Lanka. We grieve with those who have lost friends and family in the attacks. We call for those who plan these evil acts to be brought to justice. Uh, but most important of all, we pray. We pray that God would comfort those who mourn with the resurrection hope of Easter. We pray for the day to come where God will judge the world and bring to account all who do evil. And as those who have been forgiven much, we are taught to love our enemies, and so we pray that those who are behind the attacks would come to true repentance and faith in Christ so that they too can be forgiven by God before they have to face the terrible wrath of God for their actions on the day when Jesus returns. Now, we all know that St. Mary's is a well-known church that meets in a prominent location. And so it's understandable that some of us have been concerned for the safety of our own congregations. We are thankful to God that he has appointed those in authority to carry the sword uh, for the sake of justice. We see that in Romans 13. And thus, it's appropriate for us to seek the protection of the police. And the police, can I say, have been very helpful to us. Uh, They were noticeably present at the cathedral for our services over the Easter weekend on our request, guarding the entrance to the cathedral, and they've agreed to keep on doing that for uh, Sunday services. And additional security measures have also been taken with the authorities, uh, details of which can't be disclosed so as not to undermine their efficiency, efficacy. Uh, But in the end, our trust is in the sovereignty of Almighty God. He is the one who holds all things in his hands. We pray for his protection, knowing that he is our Father who loves us. And we know from the Bible that he works all things for the good of those who love him. We see that in Romans 8 on the screen. For those who are called according to his purpose. But we also know in the very next verse, verse 29 of Romans 8, that the good he works for all things for is not our physical comfort and safety, but that we should be conformed to the image of his Son. And we know that he uses all things, even persecution, to achieve that goal. And we know that he alone is wise enough to be able to determine what we need at any one time. Jesus did warn us, though, to expect opposition. So we mustn't think it strange that Christians suffer or are killed. Jesus himself said in John 16 that the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he's offering a service to God. We read this in our John series just a few weeks ago. In the book of Revelation, we read of those who were slain for the word of God and the witness they had borne, and they cry out to God and say, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And what are they told? They are told to wait until the number of their fellow servants and brothers should be complete who are killed as they themselves had been. You see, part of God's sovereign plan is that there will be those who are martyred for the faith. And we've seen this happen dramatically in Sri Lanka last week. But actually, it happens every day around the world. But most of the time, we just don't know. For example, on Palm Sunday, just one week before the Sri Lanka bombings, 17 Christians were killed when they were attacked by Islamic extremists after a baby dedication in a Baptist church in central Nigeria. But most of us never heard because the media didn't didn't talk about it. Given the situation in our own country, it seems to me to be very unlikely that we will be among those who are called to die for Christ. But Jesus tells us that we must all be willing to do so. That's just part of being a believer, Jesus said, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me." Someone those days to take up your cross means you're going to die. La. He says, "Whoever would save his life would lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it." So if dying in this way turns out to be God's plan for us, then we will trust him that he is working for our ultimate good. And we will seek to glorify God in death as in life. Now all this makes no sense apart from the events that we have marked that last this last weekend. Jesus' death on the cross, which we remembered on Good Friday, and his subsequent resurrection, actually enables us to have this perspective on these things. Because at the cross we see, well, well, the cross is that sacrificial death of Christ. And there we see a number of things. We see, first of all, that God can bring good out of evil. It's a very evil thing, isn't it? that the only perfect person who ever existed, the one who spent his life doing good for others, who was in fact the creator of the world but humbled himself to serve us, was tortured and killed in that unjust manner, suffering the most terrible physical and psychological and spiritual anguish. And yet God used that to bring about a very good thing, because through the death of Jesus... We have forgiveness and eternal life with God. God can bring good out of evil. What happened in Sri Lanka is evil. What happens to many believers around the world is evil. But God is a God who brings good out of evil. And we've seen it at the cross. Secondly, the cross shows that God is really concerned for justice. If God were not just, He could, and he wants to forgive us, he can just, ya, nah lah. just let you off the hook. But justice is so important to God that Christ had to die for our sins to pay the penalty on our behalf before we can be forgiven. That's how important justice is. So we can be assured that God will bring justice to the world. Suicide bombers and those who help them will be brought to justice. Even if they escape human justice now, they will not escape the justice of God. Justice will be done in the end. We are assured that God is a God of justice as we look at the cross. Thirdly, we see God suffering for us and with us. Jesus died for us on the cross. He does not call his people to be willing to do for him that which, we, which he was unwilling to do for us. For whatever reason, God allows suffering and pain to come to his people, he was the one who felt it the worst. And we see that at the cross. And finally and most importantly, the cross shows us that God really does love us. If he did not love us, his son would not have been hanging there, dying for our sins. No matter what happens to us, when we look at the cross, we can know that the one sitting upon the throne, the one who rules the world, Is the one who loves us so much that he is willing to do that for us. Greater love has no end than this, Jesus said, that he laid down his life for his friends. That's what he did for us. Surely we can trust the Lord who loves us that much. God shows his love for us, the Bible says. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The cross shows us that God really, really, really loves us. But the cross is not the end of the story. Jesus rose from the dead. And the resurrection of Jesus shows once and for all that no matter how terrible things are now, God will eventually reverse the situation and vindicate His people and bring about His purposes and not even death can stop that. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we can be sure that He is God's promised King. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He is the one who is going to judge the world on that last day. He is the one who will vindicate His people. He is the one who will bring justice. And because we really believe that, we really believe that Jesus is the judge, then Christians will not take revenge. We will leave it to him who judges justly. People who don't really believe this may be tempted to take things into their own hands, but that would perpetuate the cycle of violence. Because of Jesus' resurrection, we can be sure that all his people, whether they be Sri Lankan or Nigerian or Malaysian, will be raised in glory on that last day. That those who trust in him will enjoy him as their God forever, where there is no more death or mourning or crying or pain, and of course no more terrorism. And if that is the future inheritance that we have, then if we trust in Jesus, we need not be afraid. Listen to the words of Jesus himself. He said, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you who to fear. Fear him who after he has killed has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And yet not one of them is forgotten before God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not. You are of more value than many sparrows friends there will be people who are missing from church today for all kinds of legitimate reasons there may also be people who are missing from church today because of fear now we don't know why any one person is missing so we mustn't judge after all we you know always have the principle to always give the other person the benefit of the doubt isn't it but let me urge you who are here, and it's great to see you all here today. Well done. Let me urge you. Do not be afraid to name the name of Christ. Do not be afraid to gather with his people. Come what may. It was to Christians in danger of her persecution that the writers of the Hebrews wrote these words. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Finally, as we go out from here, there will be people who ask for our response to these matters. Let us not be those who blame whole communities for the actions of a few. That would not be fair. Rather, let's point people back to the death and resurrection of Christ. As we have seen today, that is what gives us the right perspective. And that is what enables us to have hope in the midst of a broken and sinful world like ours. I'll invite you to stand, uh, and we just spend a few moments uh, remembering together what happened in Sri Lanka, and then I'll lead us in a prayer. Sovereign Lord, you will rule the heavens and the earth. We pray for your people in Sri Lanka. We know, Lord, they've been the target of terrorist attack. Many of their lives have been lost even as they came together to celebrate the resurrection of your son. Thank you for your promise of resurrection and glory for all who trust in Jesus. Thank you for the comfort your promise brings to the family and friends of those who lost their lives. Please continue to comfort those who mourn and help and heal those who are injured. We pray for those in authority in Sri Lanka and different parts of the world. Please help them find the perpetrators and bring them to justice. And please also help them prevent similar attacks in the future against anyone, no matter who they are. And please would you have mercy on those who plan these attacks. Turn their hearts to you in repentance. And if they repent, please forgive them for the sake of your son. But if they do not repent, please bring them to your ultimate judgment for the evil they have done. And finally we pray that you will fill your people in Sri Lanka and Nigeria and Malaysia and all over the world with boldness to preach the gospel may your people everywhere not give up meeting together despite the dangers but keep encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day approaching. And we ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.